We shout unto you the Lord of Lords. We say glory to your name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May you please have your seat. Every time we come before the Lord, He has an intention to minister unto us. He's a God who loves to minister to His people when He gathers them. Which means every time you come before the Lord, be expectant. Know that indeed He's going to minister to you. He's a God when you intention or when you before Him, the time you spend with Him turns out to be profitable to you. Is a reward of they that diligently seek him. We know it from scripture. So every time you come before the house of the Lord, be very intentional. That I am not living the way that I've gone to the house of the Lord. Is a reward of they that diligently seek him. So you're welcome to this lunch hour of today. Those that are online will welcome you. May the Lord bless you right there. Yes, our topic of today is entitled Victory in the Valley of the Shadow of Death. And is taken from Psalms 23 verse 4. Which says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. It is always a good thing to rejoice after the reading of the word. And we give a shout to the Lord for sending his word to us. Because every time he allows us to read his word, it means he's about to speak to us about his word. And that which he speaks about his word is what turns out to be the sent word to you at that minute. And that's what changes your life. So every time I read the word of the Lord, I must open my mind that the Lord is speaking to me, is extending his counsel to me. Amen. This is a declaration. It is a prophecy. Victory in the valley of the shadow of death. It is a prophecy. It is a declaration. Amen. And it is a confession. It is not just a declaration, but it is a confession. You know, the principle of confession, that we always say confession is possession. What you confess, you possess. So the moment I say victory in the shadow of the valley of death, it is written. So the devil cannot stand against that because I'm speaking within the written word of God. So this afternoon, the Lord will be speaking to us. He's a speaking God. I've known him as a speaking and a doing God. So which means what he's about to speak, he will do. That is his nature. He speaks and he does. So he's extending his counsel to us. It will be edification, to be building it will be rebuke, it will be encouragement, it will be exaltation. And in accordance to what the Lord will be ministering unto us. And we know that this month, the theme of the month is divine exploits and spiritual warfare. Which is from Daniel 11.32. 
that the people that know their God, they shall do exploits. It is from the knowledge that they have gotten concerning God that they are going to do exploits. Amen. So I want to bring an encouragement to someone. And the Lord will also be laying some rebukes to us in a way to bring encouragement. Because to them that the Lord loves, he chastises. He rebukes, he corrects the proof that he accepts as a child. Amen. So David starts from Psalms 23, which is a known scripture to all of us. Psalms, we can read from verse 1 up to like verse 4. So we start. Psalms 23 is not a verse that you know. Read it again. The word of the Lord is always fresh. So never take it that I already know what the psalm says. In the reading of the word, there is a manifestation of that word of God. So we are going to read Psalms 23. Verse 1, and I know all of us, we are having our Bibles. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in the greener pasture. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. And verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. For you are with me. Your road and your staff. They comfort me. Let's go on. To verse 5. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. And my cup overflows. The last verse. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to lift your hands and begin to pray. Honestly through the scripture. Verse by verse. And you remind him. Lord you said you are my shepherd. You are, praying through the, you are praying through the word. With your hand lifted up. And you tell him Lord you are my shepherd. Your word says so. Lord, you're my shepherd. You make me lie in the green pastures. You lead me beside the still water. You restore my soul. You lead me in the path of righteousness. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup of flowers. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Lord, we declare, we declare in your word, we pray with respect to your word, O oh God. This word will be a reality in our life. We'll walk in 
in its manifestation will have victory in the valley of the shadow of death. Your rod and your staff will comfort us, O God. We are lifted, we are shifted, we are upgraded, we are remembered, we are lifted, O God. To you be all the glory. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it is going to be prayer throughout. Because you have heard these words being said to you. So we are making a demand that they become a reality. Amen. We are making a demand that these words will become a, a reality in our lives. That indeed, if we have yielded ourselves to him as a sheep, the things man, ma, must manifest. Amen. Every time you read the word of the Lord, shift your mind on what you think it is. And pray to God will open your mind concerning your word. And you make demands in that word. Amen. So what is that the meaning? The Lord is my shepherd. After putting all that, he says, even though I walk through. This is a revelatory walk. This is an experience that David came into. In his walk with God, you all understand that that he was the last son of Jesse. And what the father decided is that he apportioned him to look after the sheep. So his training was more in the wilderness. And in one of the scriptures we hear him say, even if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will hold me close. So he's telling you his experience, what he has seen the Lord is. So in his walk with God, he stumbled and experienced and he said, Indeed, the Lord is my shepherd. With all the things that I've gone through, I was in the wilderness. With all the sufferings, with all this that I'm in now today, I was a shepherd boy. I was in the wilderness, neglected by my family. Now I'm the one leading. I'm the one in charge. The Lord is my shepherd. He has been leading me through narrow path. He has been leading me through sufferings and yet still there. He has preserved me. He has still kept me. I'm strong today because he has not put his hand off me. David reached that moment in the scriptures. He says, my father and my mother forsook me, but the Lord hold me close. He did not have any other friend, but only had God as his friend. You may be that kind. That you are not, things are not in your favor. Not anyone is not interested in you. But I want to tell you, the Lord is interested in his people. Amen. The Lord is interested in you. He's, he's teaching you something. He wants you to know him from an experience. So you not know him as a deliverer if he has not delivered you. You not know him as one who keeps if he has not kept you. You do not know him as one who fights if he has not allowed you to go through battles first and in those battles you are preserved and you come out as a victor. You do not know him as one who fights. Amen. So the Lord is interested in you. Psalms 100 will tell us that we are a people of his pasture. That's what he tells us. I just want us to read it. Psalms 100.
Psalms 100, verse 3. Not that the Lord is God, he is God. It is he that made us. Not that we are ourselves. We are his people and a sheep of his pasture. So David was acknowledging that the Lord is his shepherd. He's saying the Lord owns me. I have a relationship with him. And this is what the scripture establishes. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not ourselves. So you did not make yourself. The Lord made you. And he expects you to submit to him. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So we have to submit to the shepherd. That's the first number and thing. We have to know that the Lord is a shepherd. There are things that he's going to do to us. They are like painful, but yet they are for our own good. So we must allow God to own us and tell him, Lord, have your control over me. That's what a shepherd does. He controls, he guides, he directs, he leads. Amen. So I must give the Lord the control. That's the first understanding I want us to have. And ask yourself, God, are you owning me? Are you a shepherd to me? Are you having control whatever I do? I woke up in the morning, I didn't pray. And I'm not concerned about it. The way I'm moving, is it proof that you are my shepherd? Are there indicators? Because the shepherd knows his sheep. That's what he says. I'm a good shepherd and I know my sheep. And I call them by, by name. The Lord knows you, but do you know him? Is a shepherd true, but I a sheep. That, do you have a mark that indeed the Lord is reigning in your life? It's not a scripture. It must bring us into evaluation. Because the scriptures told us we are not by ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Lord, are you controlling me? The way I do my plans and I leave you out. Are you my shepherd? It shouldn't be a shepherd only when you are going to sleep. It should be a shepherd in your children in every area. That's when you have victory over the shadow of death. David did not start by saying even though. He, he enumerated a lot of things. And he started by attaching a title to the Lord as a shepherd. So he guides me, he takes me in the morning and tells me, don't go that way, and I leave the way. Amen. A shepherd goes before the sheep. That's one of the things that I know. From the time we were young, we used to take care of sheep. And you go before them. Not behind them. No, you go before them. It means the sheep doesn't know the way. So one of the things that, that, that the shepherd does is divine direction. He leads me. He leads me. It is divine direction. Okay, let's just give an outlet of one of the things that the shepherd does with respect to the scripture. So number one, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
means it's a divine provider. So there is divine provision there. That's one of the things that the shepherd does. Divine provision. So you want a provision that is divine? Let him be your shepherd. Verse number two. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me in still waters. This is divine preservation and comfort. So he preserves. He's good at preserving. But as he preserves, he leads. So he's a leader. I must allow him to lead me. And as he leads me, I will have divine preservation. You can't follow a shepherd and not enjoy the goodness of the shepherd. Yes. That's why at last he says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. I'm following the shepherd. I'm telling him, Lord, take control. So that is number two. Number three, he restores my soul. That is divine restoration. Divine restoration. That the day when you are down and you are crying, everything is lost. As you cry to him, he restores your soul. Not once. He keeps doing so. So even if a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. Is that he's a restorer. So if he's your shepherd, there are moments he will need to restore you from the wrong that you have gone into. Amen. So he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me. So you are all seeing something consistent with the scripture. David is saying he leads me, not he leads us. He leads me, which means it is a personal dealing with the shepherd. A personal relationship that you must have with the shepherd. Intimacy. The sheep must know the shepherd. You remember the scripture that the Lord presents to us in Isaiah 1? You remember it? Okay, let us read Isaiah 1 and you see the lament that the Lord was giving there. Isaiah 1. Hear. Isaiah 1 verse 2. Hear, O heavens, give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children that I reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner. The donkey knows his master's creep, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. To you that have taken care of animals, you realize that they know you when you show up. But the Lord is giving us muted here that something has gone wrong. The ox knows its master. The sheep knows the shepherd or the shepherdess. But then the people do not know me. That's where the issue comes from. Because you'll be claiming victory, but the Lord is a Lord of justice. When you go to him with a claim, Lord, you said you'll give me victory in the valley of the shadow of death. How comes I'm suffering? And he presents a question. Do you know me? Do you take me serious? Am I reigning? I want us to sing that song. Says, Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may live, I will fall. Mm -hmm. I 
Shepherd of my soul, forgive you. Wherever you may live, I will fall. I have made my choice to listen to your voice. Wherever you may So it is a choice that you make. The song is saying, Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will follow. It is your choice to follow. It's there to be followed. It's a God that loves to be followed. And once it is God you're following, His provisions will follow you. His preservation will be upon you. But if it is something else that I'm following, because apparently the church doesn't know the one that is meant to lead it. Yes? It, it is now just a church. And we don't have the leader who is the Holy Ghost. And sometimes we have grieved him, but he's reminding us he's a shepherd. Without him, we don't have any essence. Amen. I'm, I'm choosing to say what the Lord is, wants to say to you now. Yes? At least God helped me. I want to say what he's saying for the moment. That's what makes sense. When the word of the Lord proceeds from his mouth, that's what is profitable to you. Amen. So let's now read for, Even thy walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So this is divine protection that the Lord does. And whenever we talk about the rod, this is God's word. Yes, that he uses to let the election to us. So David is saying, even though I may be sick, but even if I'm sick, the Lord is with me. And I know how the time is coming, I'll be out of this sickness. Even though where I am today is suffering. The Lord is with me. That's the most important thing. When the Lord is with you in the boat, all he needs is for you to acknowledge his help. So that's what he was waiting for. Peter, they were in the boat. And until Peter rose a vase that cares not that we perish. Amen. So he's waiting you to involve him in everything that pertains to you. That's what he's waiting for. I involve you again. It is the prayer we are going to make. And you tell him, Lord, I involve you in my family again. I involve you in these battles again. I involve you in everything that is within me. Amen. It's a prayer we are going to make in a few minutes. Lord, I involve you. I may have left you out. And I fought this battle. And in the end, I invited you. I involve you from start to the end. So divine direction. Every time the shepherd holds the rod is to bring direction to the sheep. I, I think you have seen a rod before. 
He means it's a scepter of dialect, it's a scepter of authority. It gives the shepherd authority. So when the sheep is straying the other way, he'll hit it. And, and, and the sheep will get back to order. That's what the word of the Lord does. And some of us, we had rebuke. If you are going to become profitable in the hands of God, he must rebuke you. What is that area you have excluded him? What is that area you have allowed him in? Involve him in everything. Because victory will be guaranteed if he's involved. If he's not involved, you will perish. If he's involved, you will win. Even though I walk through the, the, the valley of the shadow of death, I, I will not fear. Why you are with me. You are with me. That's one of the things you should ever fight and pray to come into. For God to be with you. Because there is a moment he will not be with you. And you will call for his help. And he will not come. Amen. What is that moment we have moved and we are going alone? Because in this shadow here, the most important thing that the Lord is with David. But some of us, what happens? The moment we are crying, you look and you follow him in the end. He rebuked Peter and the disciples because they first tried to remove water in the boat. Then they called him. Let's involve him. Amen. Involve God in that area. Engage him. It is a valley. Acknowledge. David would acknowledge, I've lost my son, but I'm in wrong. I'm the one who contributed to the loss of this, my son. Because Bathsheba was not my wife. He would acknowledge his wrong. Amen. Learn to accept and allow God to win with you. Allow to accept that you not go off that shadow alone. You need him to be there. Does he call your sheep or your fox? Does he call your snake? Because he called the Lord a fox. He called the Pharisees snakes, and apparently the names that God gives us there are worrying. Because we have very many Pharisees in the church that are against what he wants to do. We are having many vapors in our midst. But I want you to make a prayer in one minute. Lord, I involve you. I involve you. I involve you in this issue here. I involve you in my family. I involve you in my children. Just pray me now. Lord, I involve you. We involve you. We involve you. Even though I walk through the fire of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because the Lord is with me. Pray. Just stand up and pray for some minutes. Just stand up and pray. You tell him, Lord, I involve you. I involve you. I may have left you out, but I involve you. Just make one minute prayer. Lord, I involve you. Lord, I involve you. Just pray. Just pray. I involve you. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. The rod and the staff will comfort me. I involve you. Involve you. I involve you. I involve you in my family. Tell him, Lord, I involve you. I involve you in my business. I involve you in everything. Lord, I involve you. 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 Come and reign. 
come and reign. Holy Spirit reign. We welcome you to come and reign.